to the Eagle Eye Podcast. The number one show to bring you all things Club America and English. Your hosts for today are Ivan Pineda, Cristian Rosendo, Alexis Juarez, and everyone's favorite cowboy, Dylan Jimenez. Now let's hit the field and start the show. Gentlemen, welcome back to another episode of the Eagle Eye Podcast. Today, we're going to be talking and recapping everything that happened away in Portland and get you guys ready for the next upcoming match tomorrow against them in the Estadio Azteca. Who conquered who? We'll let you guys know exactly on today's episode. And then, of course, we're going to recap the game against Pumas and how the regular season ended up going. But joining me, as always, today is, is my co-host. It is Brooklyn's very own AJ. AJ, how are you, my friend? Um, doing good. Um, my body's a bit of pain because you know aerobic training as always, trying to get the gains. So you know, but here I am, ready, excited to talk everything about Club America. Definitely, and if we're talking about gains, you definitely got to work out with our next guest here. He's a returning face and it's someone that everyone loves whenever he comes on the podcast. It is none other than Mister Brian himself, El Carnicero. How are you, my friend? Doing pretty good. Doing pretty good. Pretty excited for this week. Definitely pretty exciting stuff. Wednesday's match should be an interesting one. And then, of course, America has a bye week. So a little bit of a break in that aspect. But, uh, yeah. So uh, if you had one tip for AJ in regards to working out, what would that tip be? Consistency. I mean, give your body rest, but just keep going. Definitely. Consistency, AJ. is The one thing we haven't gotten out of Leo Suarez this season, but we'll talk about that a little bit later. <laughs> um, <laughs> And of course, joining us today to talk all things Portland Timbers, you guys may recognize him from the community himself. It is none other than the Lions Den podcast, very own Louis. Louis, how are you, man? I'm doing very well, gentlemen. Thank you very much for having me on. It's an honor. No, definitely. Thank you for agreeing to come on and talking all things Portland Timbers. We usually would think that you'd be on here to talk about another team that wears green, but uh, this time you're uh, you're putting on your MLS cap and you're gonna be talking Portland Timbers with us. Absolutely. Yes. Uh, I mean, my my focus, of course, these days is Club León. I'm based out of Guanajuato, Mexico, and fell in love with Club León as soon as I moved here. That Club León has to be my focus these days, but I am born and raised in Portland, Oregon. Uh, the Portland Timbers are an important facet of my sports fandom, and I'm honored to be able to talk about them on this occasion. Definitely. And well... We're going to definitely be poking at that expertise of yours and when we talk about this game. And gentlemen, might as well just start right there. Let's c- recap a little bit of what happened over in Portland. America went to visit and walked away with a 1-1 draw. Late drama at the end, Brian. A, a penalty that maybe shouldn't have been a penalty. I don't know. I've been hearing from both sides of the argument, not just America, Portland fans. I'm hearing the Amekis and MLS people kind of having different kind of views and perspectives one thing's for sure though game stands as a draw do you think that it's an overall favorable favorable result for america or do you think that maybe we should have done better i think they should have done better uh i think that they had moments where they were fairly dominant um i will say there's probably some inconsistency throughout the game but um on paper the one one's not going to kill you um you got one you know you got to go on the road and then coming back home, still feel strong with how, how the team does look overall. Um, and then, you know, some, some things are going to be changed up. Uh, I, I still felt like there was a little foot off the gas attitude in some parts of the game, um, which I wasn't huge on as a, 
uh, a fan of America, and that kind of opened the door for, you know, late, late, late second drummer or, you know, any, anything of the sort. So um going to need to turn it up early and, you know, be as strong as possible off, off the bat. I agree with you. I agree with you. I think that, you know, it's, it's, it's not going to kill you on paper having this result. Um, you, you still have an advantage. You still have that away goal. Um, and you have kind of, you know, the, the, the Azteca to fall back on, right? The altitude, right. All, all of that that comes with that. Um, from a Portland Timbers perspective, Louis, how did you think this game went? Is this exactly what the team was wanting to get out of this? Or do you think that, uh, you know, they were really aiming for a win here? Yeah, uh, to be honest with you, I think coming into it, we knew that our home leg was going to be crucial. Um, for those who don't follow MLS that much or aren't that familiar with it, don't have a team, whatever, MLS, or sorry, the Portland Timbers, I would call them one of the ML- MLS's premier franchises, especially in terms of their home field advantage. They have some of the best fans in North America, most loyal, always there. Even they've expanded the stadium and they still have a, a season ticket wait list. These are hardcore fans. And when the fans are there, when they are pumping it up, uh, the team plays differently. Um, however, I, I'm not personally, I'm not that okay in, in, in a, in a, in a vacuum, I wouldn't be pleased with a one, one. I think we needed to win. I think the team thought they needed to win. I think they didn't think there'd be any chance of advancing out of this tie if they didn't get not just a draw, but a, but a win at home and probably a multiple goal win. I was thinking before this game, we need to win three, one, the Timbers need to win three, one in their home leg to have any chance of advancing in the tie. But the way that things played out, you guys know, as well as anyone I know, we all know that the momentum and the psychological element of how results play out, how they end up, uh, in, in these types of these types of home and homes mean mean something, and I think getting that draw at the very end at the death ninety plus seven uh, Felipe Mora, somebody well known in the Liga Mekis community, played with Pumas and Cruz Azul. Getting that getting that goal at the end to to salvage uh, not a positive result really because we still come into Estadio Azteca needing to score to advance, but to save the draw as opposed to a zero one loss. I think that momentum does mean something. If you told me we're going to win one, one without any sort of context coming into this, I would like, that's not a good result, but the way it played out, the way it happened, I think, I mean, I think that momentum will mean something in leg two. I, I honestly do. And you're not the only Portland Timber fan out there kind of, you know, having this optimistic perspective on coming into the Azteca and having something to rally behind. AJ, talk to me a little bit of how you saw this game, um, kind of the positives that you can take away from this and some of the negatives that you kind of are still lingering with. It's tough because really I see, I feel like just seeing more negatives than anything because I feel like away, I feel like America, they were getting some moments here and there where they had opportunities to score themselves so goals, but it just seems like at the very end of the match, I just wasn't that satisfied with the result. We do get a penalty. That was the only form of us getting a goal, and that was the entire game, really. Two of these goals came at the very end of the first half. You got the Roy Martinez goal, and then the second goal came in the 97th minute for Portland. And just all in all, 
it felt like it wasn't that great of a assault considering as well with some of the calls in this match. If I remember correctly, on through the end, it was 41 fouls in totals and some controversial calls as well. And just all in all, as a makeup fan, while yes, the away goal is very crucial, that's good. We take it now back at home and see if Portland can hang with us with the all two at the Azteca. But just all you feel like, I make it definitely should have done more, especially when I feel like the plays that we did have, you know, we could compete against Bone, which I feel like that's what we did. But at the very end, just that scoring result, like Brian said, on paper, it's good. Away go, but all you'd expect more. You feel like America would take the game too, man. I just feel like it was a back and forth match, or if anything, a tale of two halves, if I say so myself. And it was definitely a tale of two halves. And AJ, that kind of seems to be the narrative for America for the past year or so, is that we haven't had, like Brian used this word, consistency out of most of these players for a full 90 minutes. And that's, I think, the most shocking thing about it. But then again, I mean, how shocked could we really be if it's the same narrative told time and time again? Brian, let's address a little bit of the elephant in the room here. Who conquered to who? I mean, this is kind of the second game in a row where America, again, maybe feels like they're, they've been kind of hindered against in regards to uh, the refereeing. I mean, you know, I've, I've heard it from both sides. Some people saying that, you know, Portland Timbers should have maybe gotten a, a, um, a second yellow. I mean, you know, some people saying that, you know, the penalty maybe was a penalty. Maybe it wasn't a penalty. Maybe it was a foul on Benedetti. The you know what what what's your takeaway from this and, and kind of again the narrative being America gets Concacaft. Uh, well, so I, I I tape it on on both channels, so I watch both the commentary and even Stu Holden, who I don't I don't think he wants America to win, was like, yeah, that player should be sent off. You know, like on, on a foul, uh, I believe it was on Roger, and the guy yeah. was on the on a yellow, and it's kind of like mm, back to the consistency. It's like. I don't understand how it's like some, some fouls automatic yellow. And then it's a very similar foul. And it's kind of like, man, it's okay. Um, that was frustrating from an, an, uh, a, a, a fan perspective um, in terms of the penalty um, frustrating because if, if the, if the call was on Benedetti um, I, I'm looking at the ref, he doesn't budge. He, he's got that angle. He's looking at, he doesn't budge. And it's not till Bruno falls that he goes, penalty. So I'm like, well, that's a very big delay, or you sold something on Bruno where you thought it was a penalty. You know, So it just didn't seem consistent. Again, it goes back to kind of what was mentioned earlier. You only get a, a, a penalty goal yourself. You need to do better so that those, in, those moments don't haunt you, and unfortunately they did. Um, so, yeah, I get, again, it, it was, from a fan point of view, it, it was frustrating because there's moments where you're like, in a different game that that player is gone, you know? So, I mean, that's just how it was that night. Definitely. Louis, now from your perspective, from a Portland's fan perspective, how did you view this game? The refereeing, you know, some people saying that it was more in favor of the Timbers rather than America. And then kind of your views on that penalty that was last called. Yeah, I, man, I don't know if it was or it wasn't. I, I, they didn't go to VAR. They had, the VAR had been approved. Normally, it wouldn't be in, until the semifinal, I think, in CONCACAF Champions League play. But since the only teams remaining were MLS and Liga Mekis clubs, where they have the ability to use the VAR, I mean, they have the technology there. They have everything available to them. It was approved very shortly before these ties to use the VAR, and they didn't go to it. Man, I couldn't tell you guys if it is or it isn't. I mean, that's a judgment call kind of situation. I, I, I will say, having watched so many Liga Mekis, so many MLS matches where the I don't know. I feel like the officiating kind of gets into a groove 
everybody, the players know the referees, the referees know the players. It's just kind of more comfortable. I'm not saying it's better or worse, but something about these CONCACAF matches, this always happens where there's always these controversial decisions just between these neutral referees that don't know the players, they don't know the leagues, really. They're bringing in these guys who aren't going to have, obviously, a vested interest in either side or either nation. And this kind of thing always happens, I feel like, where there's these always these controversial things in, in these CONCACAF Champions League matches. I don't know if it was or it wasn't. I, I will say that it definitely had an effect on the tie. Uh, that, that, that's for sure. I mean, we, ha- we have a momentum that we wouldn't have had otherwise, and that was a gift from the referee. So we'll see how it plays out in the second leg. But yeah, I, I couldn't tell you. I mean, I'm not, I wasn't there on the pitch. They didn't really, they didn't go to VAR. We didn't get a great look. I don't know. It's hard to tell, but we will definitely take, we'll definitely take it. Yeah. I mean, <laughs> what team wouldn't, right? Definitely. Yeah. What, what team wouldn't take it at this point? Um, yeah. You know, a lot of people voicing their, their, their opinion here. Chris saying hashtag not up and out bringing that back. I see. I like it. Um, I've been saying it's frustrating all around, but it's but it's that's but that's just officiating in Concacaf. Rarely quality work. Ivan, who was on here last week, talking all things America with us, uh, voicing his word and saying, "Look, he agrees with Brian. If it comes down to the officiating, America should have done more." And let's talk a little bit about that. AJ, it's something that we were very frustrated about is because you know America put themselves in this situation to get Concacaf right. And it's not to say that we were the better side after full 90 minutes. I would say that we were the better side in the first 45. Mm-hmm. Um, you know, that argument could be made. But you didn't come out with that same intensity in the second half. I think that there was much more of a relaxed kind of, you know, play where America said, you know what? We have the lead. If we can get another one, good. If not, then let's just kind of secure what we can secure here. Um, and I think that mentality was what ended up leading to what happened in the 90th minute. I mean, you just saw that scramble. You put yourself in that situation. Clear the ball is basically what I'm just saying, mm-hmm. right? Poof it up. It's as simple as that. Um, but it's just, again, America putting themselves in these situations where now we have to say, oh, well, the refereeing, well, the officiating, well, this and that. Well, the reality was that you had, you know, 89 minutes prior to that where you could have been scoring more than just one goal. And so it's like, what, what, what can you take away from this, AJ? It's easier said than done, as you mentioned, where you felt like I medica should have been playing at 100% intensity. At no point in time, like after the first half, doesn't matter how many goals you're leading. One, two, three, four. Keep playing. Score some more goals. Make sure you solidify yourself that you've won the game at that point. But at the same time, the game is not truly won until the final whistle is blown for the full 90 minutes. And it seemed like America took their foot off the pedal. Just because you're up 1-0 doesn't mean now let's just, you know, soak up all that pressure, see what Portland could do. It, they did get some shots, but all in all, it took until the 97th minute now where that call happened. And then, as you mentioned, fans are just saying CONCACAF or the referee at the same time. We should have definitely taken advantage of it. We've had plenty of opportunities throughout that second half. I just felt like we wanted to just, you know, I felt we respected Portland that second half. It's like, okay, let's see if they can do something to us. And unfortunately, at the very end, it's just frustrating at that point. And it seems like America, from time and time again, we're always putting ourselves in a position like this. And either whether it be in the Liga MX, um, Liguilla, or in a tournament, it's just every time we need to give ourselves a big scare. It's like, I'm not mistaken, last season in Conca, we were tying up against Comunicaciones, and it took us all the way until penalties to beat them. A scary moment like that, and that's something an America fan 
does not want to experience. You think a club like Comunicaciones, I make a stream, we should definitely be being a team like this. No issue. That led to a penalty. To penalties to finish the game off. Now this game with Portland, we're hoping that does not end up becoming the same exact thing where we're playing at the Azteca and Portland's essentially just giving it to us at that point. We don't want that. At that point, America just needs to take control at that point in the in the home leg. I don't want to see any more scares because I really feel I don't know how much more America fans can take from America putting themselves in positions like this because it sucks. And we don't know how much longer we can deal with being put in that position. Yeah, no, I, I think that's the one thing that a, a lot of us are kind of taking away from this is that, again, it's like America leaving it late, leaving it to kind of, you know, to kind of like a college student where it's just like, I'm going to just cram it at the end, you know? Oh, I'm just going to do it at the end. I know that we'll, way. We'll, I know that too well. We'll kind of wing it as we go. But I mean, overall, Brian, if 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 you had to give a, a grade for all of this, what would you give it? A C. For the first leg. A C. A C. A bare um, minimum. Yeah, it just... Is scraped on by um again there was that kind of vibe where it's like all right kind of comfortable let's cruise but you know portland you can't they can hit you on a counter mm-hmm. you know what i mean like that's that's a ridiculous point of view in my, in my head um and we saw that before with you know under different management where it's like you're up by one but it's like well, what what's what's with the this this energy that we're feeling where it's not like fully put the nail in the coffin and that's that's what i think we failed to see um some moments where that were really good uh players dropping back players finding connection but again you got a team that's like like we've been saying is very good at home um and you got the one nil that that wasn't enough there had to have been you need to see more than that just in my personal opinion no yeah it definitely Definitely. Well, all right, gentlemen, let's move on. I make an important tie in the first leg, and now they'll be facing off against each other in the Estadio Azteca tomorrow, Wednesday, 7.15 p.m. Pacific time, 9.15 Central, 10.15 Eastern. It's the late night for our friends over in the East Coast. Louis, how is Portland coming into this game? I know you guys rested a good chunk of your players against FC Dallas, where you guys got, you know, a little bit bruised and battered with that 4-1 defeat against them. Um, but you guys rested, you know, players like, like you know, uh, Felipe Mora, I think, would uh, you know he got rested. Uh, Valeri definitely got rested as well. Um, so I mean, the 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 message is clear. Portland is saving everyone for tomorrow. So how are they coming into this? Yeah, that was a tough game to watch uh, against FC Dallas. Uh, I I was driving back from Leon. Leon had just beaten um, uh, Querétaro. Uh, in their final final title of season two one, it wasn't a great game, but we, we we got a win. You know, we clinched the home game in the repechaje, and I was already I taped the game, the the Timbers game, to watch when I came home, and uh, I saw the starting lineup, and I was like, this starting lineup has zero chance of getting a result <laughs> against Dallas. And you're right, it's because they are prioritizing. They don't care about this first stretch of the MLS season. It shows that Gio Savarese is prioritizing prioritizing uh, the Conca champions. It was just, it was a little frustrating though, to see him bring on Valeri, bring on Jeremy Obobasi, bring on these starters in the second half in a game that was already lost. Like just leave them on the bench, give them a full week fresh uh, to go up against America. Like why bring these guys on? There's no point. Uh, give them a full week off. Let them come into to Azteca where, where much, most of them aren't used to playing at altitude. Give them that full week off. 
like the rotations, Diosa Barres' rotations in general, that's not been the strong suit, I would say, of his coaching tenure in in Portland. He brings a lot to the table, but like just leave those guys on the bench. There's no reason to bring them on when this game is lost. You're, you're giving them 45 minutes where you're risking injury, you're risking fatigue. I, I don't know why they even did that. It was, so it was a tough game against Dallas. In, in that context, it was tough, and it was also tough. Like, don't bring these guys on. Why are you Why are you running them ragged? Why are you tiring their legs out? <laughs> What's important is when you, you show with the lineup that you started with that the important match is the one on Wednesday. So why bring these guys on just to tire them out for no reason? Give them that full week break. But I don't know. Gio's not he's, – he's kind of got a pride issue. Like, he didn't want to – he wanted to. I think he still thought he could salvage something out of that game against Dallas by bringing those guys on. And obviously, it was not going to happen. But he did it. And now, who knows how these guys are going to come in? Maybe their legs are a little bit more tired than they would otherwise need to be against America. I hope not. Um, we've already got kind of a short squad. We're missing our uh, arguably the team MVP, Sebastian Blanco. He might get some minutes finally against America in this leg too. I really hope so. That could make a difference in the second half of the game. We're missing our other designated player, Jarek Niesgola, the the, the um, top scorer in the Polish league a year ago. Uh, we're, we're missing some. It's unfortunate. It's unfortunate to be missing some key players. I mean, everybody talks about how MLS clubs come into this competition not read, not on form. They're in preseason form or early season form. It's a shame that they can't really compete. But our problem isn't really that. I would say our problem is we we're missing some key guys. And so, I mean, the MLS games have been pretty much throwaway. And the CONCACAF games we had both first with Marathon and now with America have been what we can put out there, the best squad we can put out there. But we're missing a couple of guys. We're missing some key guys who could really make a difference in this tie. We have Abobasi back a little bit. He played some some garbage minutes against Dallas, and maybe Blanco can play as well. I, see, I expect to see the same starting 11 that we saw against America in leg one. I will say that. Um but maybe these guys can come in. A couple of these guys can come in as a sub and make a difference in the second half. I don't know. That's kind of a, up in the air right now. But uh, yeah, I uh, I just didn't see a need for those guys to play against Dallas. If the prior either the priority is Conca, Ch- Conca Champions or it's not. I mean, if that's not going to be the priority, then play those guys ninety. And if it is going to be the priority, don't even bring them on. The game is lost. We know what our priority is at this moment. At least the fans seem to. But I don't know if Gio can get – Gio sometimes lets his pride get in the way. So I, I don't know why he played those guys. But I expect to see the same starting 11 that we saw in leg one against America. And, I mean, hopefully they can make something happen. And hopefully the, the guys we're getting back slowly but surely can come off the bench and make a difference. If Blanco can play and if he's at all effective, that could be a major factor in this game. But we'll see. I mean, it's, it's, it's kind of up in the air right now. Yeah. Interesting. Blanco there, AJ, a man that America once targeted and unfortunately <laughs> didn't have the money to get. Um, Brian, a different spectrum for America now. I mean, we all expected zero starters against Pumas and kind of just chucked that game away also. Yeah. But Solari said, you know what? No, no, we are going to put in most of our starters. Um, and, you know, he risked it all, I think, with, with that game. I, 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 what? What, what what did that statement mean to you? What 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 do you think Solari's message was? Not just for the players or for the teams, for the fans, but maybe for Portland Timbers as well to say, look, I'm going to start my players on Sunday against Pumas, and I'm still going to use them against you guys on Wednesday. I mean, maybe the one positive thing is we don't really have to travel. Yeah, that is the positive. Uh, again, it's you know, it's you're still risking things, but I think the message sent was, I need everybody 
to still prove their spot. Um, and if I see you, you know, back a step, uh, you know, against Pumas, like maybe that affects what goes into this game. Um, but yeah, I, 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 w- I was a little surprised to see uh, a strong, the strong lineup because uh, again, um, the ne- the its necessity wasn't really there. Um, and then, you know, you're in a good spot and you've got a really tough opponent coming home. Like we were saying, um, you, you want to be fresh, but I, I guess, you know, you know the, the foot's on the pedal and we're just full blown, just going for everything. So, um, it's keeping the players, you know, ready to go. I, I guess that's the, the positive out of it. And they got the win. So there's a little bit of a, a boost in confidence. Again, there was no serious problems in that game. And you got the W, um, you know, you got the points and that's just going to push you more to Wednesday. But um, yeah, I mean, heading into the Wednesday, I, I would like to see the, the strongest you can send out. So, um, so I, I would so again, yeah, I was a little surprised that it was as strong as it was on, uh, on that day. Definitely. And if it's, if it's as far as the strongest lineup we can have, AJ would argue to say that our strongest player is not available in Chucho Lopez. So, I mean, but then again, what does AJ know, right? Um, <laughs> look, it's going to be interesting because, you know, both teams are coming at, at this one a little bit different. I know that as soon as the Dallas game was over, I, I, I know Portland uh, traveled from Dallas uh, to Mexico City. Um, so, I mean, they're they're trying to adjust to that altitude. And how much will that play a factor? Who knows? I mean... Will we see a little bit more tired legs because, you know, they're still maybe in preseason mode, which I really highly doubt it. I mean, they've had a couple of games under their belt. You think that they'll be ready to go? I mean, I don't know, Louis. What do you think? Yeah, I mean, look, I following Leon as, as I do, I've seen many, many games in Estadio Azteca that that altitude factor figured to be a part of the narrative and it just didn't end up end up being not just Leon games, but also international matches. They, they always say that's going to be a factor, and sometimes it is, sometimes it isn't. I think the Portland players are going to come in, I feel like they're going to come in with a little bit of weight off because they salvaged the result at home. I think the home leg was the one they felt more pressure for because they needed to get a result there to have a chance to to advance, and they gave themselves a chance, not the best chance they possibly could have, especially after that second half. I thought, I mean, America was clearly the better team in the first half, but, I mean, Timber showed their, their grit, their guts, their their quality, if you will, in the second half. They could have gotten something more out of it, too, than they did, but they gave them what they did do is they gave themselves a chance in the second leg, and I think they're just going to come into this place they've never played before. Obviously, we have a large Liga Mekis pedigree on our roster. We have Van Rankin, we have Jimmy Charao, we have uh, Felipe Mora, who have played multiple seasons in Liga Mekis. We have guys who know the Estadio Azteca. But the squad on the whole is coming into uncharted waters. And I think they're just going to milk it. I think they're just going to run with it. I don't think they're going to feel the pressure that they felt playing at home. We have to get a result at home. Now I think they're just going to go out and play, to be quite honest with you. I think they're just going to go out there and play and I think that's, I think that could make them dangerous. To be quite honest with you guys, I think that could give them more of a chance, even than they had playing at home. So we'll see. Uh, the altitude might be a factor, but I don't. I think, I think it's just going to be a battle. I think those guys are going to go out there and they're going to play and they're going to take advantage of. For some of them, maybe the only opportunity in however many years to play on that pitch. 
fans or not. I mean, I'm still waiting for that last minute announcement that there's going to be fans allowed in. So I can, as long as I find out by 2 PM, I can make it there, see the game live. I don't think that's going to happen. Uh, but I'm praying for it, especially, but especially after the incident with the Metro yesterday in Mexico city, I don't think that's going to happen. I don't think they're going to be talking about any stadium openings, but, uh, even if it's without fans, I think they're going to go in there and milk the opportunity to play on that pitch. And I think it's going to be really interesting. I, I, I think a lot of America fans are probably thinking, no, I mean, this is America's going to go out there and dominate, but it, I, I think we got a shot. I really do. Interesting. Yeah. Well, I mean, you're not the only one, right? Uh, saying yeah. that as well, like I mentioned, listen to all these people. I think that's, you know, a lot of people are giving Portland a, a, a very good chance here against America. I um, mean, rightfully so, you know, they're a good team. Um, now really, the pressure falls on America, and I think it always has fallen on America. You know, the institution, the club, uh, you know, being the biggest team in CONCACAF, you, the pressure is always going to be on you, regardless of, of you know, the, the opponent. So now it's, you know, America having to come into this and really take the game to Portland. There's, you know, I was listening to our friends over at the Morrisonic podcast, uh, you know, shout out to Pete, who was on here last week. Um, and I think that, you know, the way they talked about America and, and in the first game, I think they've definitely kind of, suited to what they need to do in the second one. They mentioned that America did very well to kind of set the pace, set the tempo in the first half. And it was Portland having to uh, to match it, having to match that intensity. And I think America needs to do the same, right? It, it's really going to be a battle of who can, which team can run the longest in, in, in the Estadio Azteca. And I think America needs to have the upper advantage here. You've had more time to be kind of match fit to go the full 90 but also i mean it's your home it's your own field and if we want to talk about this whole altitude thing it's like you guys should be able to go the full 90 and i think it's it's going to be a constant game of can america kind of keep that high uh high energy high intensity for not just 45 minutes for a whole 60 70 maybe even 80 minutes i know 80 is a big stretch but you know it's like can america keep the high intensity going because i think you know no disrespect to Portland, but I think they're just going to sit back a little bit, try to milk us on the counterattack because they know they have the pace. They know they can hurt us. And Brian, if it's one thing I've seen is that Bruno Valdez, if you just punt the ball behind them, he's never going to get it in time. Yeah, no, that, that's that been a bit of a problem for, for America. And I think you're, what you said is correct. Um, I think they, they're okay with that strategy. And actually, I want to even throw in about like the altitude and home, home field. I think it's a little bit overplayed. Um, I mean, when Mexico played there high noon, that's a different story when there's 110,000 people. We don't have that situation. And if they, if they got the, the lead early and they, you know, kind of put, you know, some more, you know, extra push on Portland, different story when it comes to like maybe the 60th or 70th minute. But, but if you don't score and you are sitting around that altitude, I really don't think it's going to mean anything. Um, about back to your point. Yeah. I mean, Bruno's not quite there yet and, um, they can hurt America. And I don't think this is in any way, shape or form in the bag for America. This could be a very, very tight game and come down to the wire, maybe with another last five minutes where something happens. And I, I'm not totally confident. Um, so if they want to win this, they got to act like, like they're the ones that are down at the start. Definitely. And AJ, I think that it's, you know, we mention it all the time on here, but it, it needs to come to fruition. America needs to take the game to Portland and get an early goal, right? An early goal means that you kind of not necessarily maybe open the floodgates, but then now you unnerve Portland a little bit. Now you 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 force them to take more risks. 
And then, you know, you open up the channels for Amaro Linus, for a Fidalgo to exploit. And now that's a whole different situation. So I think, you know, like we mentioned, high intensity, you know, through, throughout the full 90 minutes if possible. But also, you know, you, you, you got you to take those chances, AJ. And it's something that we saw against Pumas is that America can do great from their, from their side of the pitch all the way to the final third. But it's that final pass that keeps on lacking. That means that we can't maybe take a good shot or, or, or make good decision making. It, it's it's got to happen here against Portland. Yeah, no doubt about it. Because remember, we need to act like as if the pressure's on us. Because as Louis said, like Portland had all that pressure on the home game because they got America coming away. And when they scored that away goal, they felt that pressure right away and they need to respond. And they did that. Now, this case for America, they need to close this game out because if Portland happens to get a goal at that point, all that pressure is good. There's going to be a lot more pressure. I mean, not all that pressure. There's going to be more added pressure to it. And at that point, the players need to realize it's life or death. We can move on to the next round and where point that's going to be will be Philadelphia or Atlanta. In this case, they cannot get that respect to Portland because remember, they have some players that play in the Liga Mayaquis. So if that outs is going to be a big issue, that's not going to be for them. You have players like Yimi Chara who played at Monterrey and um, Dorados, if I'm not mistaken. He's got that experience. Felipe Mora, he's played at Cruz, he's played at Cruz Azul, Pumas. He knows that. Jorge Van Rankin. You got um, Christian Paredes. Despite him not playing much at America, he knows what it's like to play in the Azteca Bay. So with those guys, you cannot underestimate them. Portland, they're going to go out with everything. America, shows to them. We're playing at home. We do not want to be embarrassed at home and get knocked out. Because remember, remember what Banyo said. He felt like as if this turn was not important. We don't want to send the best players. Look what we displayed in our past CONCACAF Champions League match on the Solari. I think that's definitely not the case. We want to take this tournament seriously. We want to get ourselves another CONCACAF title. We want to continue being the team in Liga Mekis that has the most CONCACAF Champions League title. So in this game, it's very important. They need to have that mind in the back of the head. The goal at the end of the day is to win this match, get to the final CONCACAF Champions League, and win that title. How are they going to do that? They need to play against Portland. That's who is standing in front of the way to get into the next round. In this case, I made has to go all out. Don't hold nothing back. Don't let Portland get themselves accustomed. You gotta bring you gotta take that game to them. Don't let this be a tale of two halves. America fans, we don't want to have to have ourselves against the wall and just hoping can we edge out and get a win very late in the match? Or are we gonna have to soak up all that pressure? And then by the 90th minute, referee blows his whistle and it's game over. Yeah, yeah, you're right. You know, it, they, it, it really falls down on America and having for them to do what they have to do is their, their job out there on the pitch. Interesting here uh, what Chris is saying. Look, America needs to win the midfield. Aquino, Fidalgo, Richard need to be key like they've been the whole season. Now they in the second half. Look, I agree with Chris, but the only issue is that we saw a little bit of that in the first game. But Portland, what they did was they just said, OK, you can have the midfield. We're just going to chuck balls long. Mm-hmm. to our wingers and to our striker and look what happened they beat us they, they beat us because you know bruno is like brian said isn't 100 percent there just yet george was sometimes a little bit too high fuentes also as well i mean you, you know you just kind of saw that portland was very resilient when it came to saying okay look you can you want to win the midfield battle that's fine because i think we kept diego valeri in check for a good chunk of this game but then they they was they were smart enough to resort to the long ball game and you know may may not always be pretty, but it was effective to them to some extent. And so I think that America needs to be smart and say, you know what? Yeah, we can have the midfield on check, 
But the most important thing is to also have their wingers on check as well, mm-hmm. because if you can stop that avenue, if you can stop that pace, then I don't think Portland has anywhere to go. But I'm curious to, to hear from Louis as to what he thinks the avenue for Portland is going to be in regards to getting a victory at the Azteca. Well, I mean, look, whether it's against America or whether it's against Colorado Rapids or whether it's against Marathon, this team under Gio Savarese, even before Gio Savarese, I mean, they, they, they're built to succeed in the counterattack. And they have two of the best counterattacking players in the league in the Dos Diegos, in Diego Chara and Diego Valeri. Um, they're happy to absorb pressure. They're happy to, to concede possession. They're going to get their chances on the counter. Uh, no matter who they're playing against. And I think, I mean, this this kind of game in, in, in an unfamiliar territory against such such a, not menacing, uh, uh, what's the word I'm looking for? Such, such a strong, <laughs> such a, such a um, dominating opponent, imposing, imposing opponent. Uh, I mean, they have no reason to go against the game plan that's worked for them. I mean, they've been one of the, most successful clubs in MLS over the last five years, basically by employing the same style, by not, not going away from what they're good at. I don't expect to see anything different um, this time. They're going to, they're going to absorb pressure. They're going to try to counter. I mean, they're going to try to make the quality of those, of the Dos Diegos shine through getting those. I mean, they can create counters out of nothing with those guys counters that you're like, <laughs> they were, they, they, how are these guys? How are these guys threatening us right now? With it was just twenty minutes basically of not doing anything, and all of a sudden they have this dangerous counter. That's how we've been successful. That's how the Portland Timbers have been successful. And uh, I think a team that's that's that wants to absorb, just kind of stand around, absorb, sit back. I mean, I, I think the altitude factor is not going to be much. I also think the X factor is going to be these guys with Liga MX history, Van Rankin who obviously was most recently a Chivas player mm-hmm. and Felipe Mora, who played for the other two clubs in Mexico city mm-hmm. and, and not just guys with Liga Mekis experience, but Liga Mekis experience, like wanting to beat America. I think that's going to be, I think that's going to be a little bit of an X factor. I think that's going to be, I think that's going to help us a little bit. These guys with this experience who were kind of all of them in their own way were kind of criticized when they accepted MLS contracts. I mean, that's just kind of the way of things still MLS doesn't have the same respect. You don't, when someone goes from Liga Mekis to MLS, that's kind of, it's a questionable move. So these guys want to come in there and show like, no, we, we came to be part of something. We came to be part of this project uh, that Gio Savarese is, is putting forward for us. And I think that's going to be the X factor. I think there's, I think there's going to be a lot of interesting stuff to see in this match. I'm really, really looking forward to it. Interesting, interesting. I just want to shout out someone here because I haven't seen this person in a while here, but Louie is somehow back on the chat saying everyone always brings up the altitude with that emoji. But hey, shout out to Louie for, for being back on, on, on the comment section. Glad to have you back, my friend. Um, but no, you're right, Louie. Um, I, I think it's going to be interesting how um, Portland set themselves up to kind of just get us on the counter. Like you said, they're comfortable with absorbing the pressure. Now the question is, Brian, how does America play against this? And then how do you neutralize them if that is their game plan? Um, if there was one aspect that America really struggled with, in my opinion, was running out of ideas on that wing. And guys like Roger, who, if he plays fast, he is so dangerous. 
mm-hmm. but he likes to wait to absorb pressure and then think, okay, I'm going to turn and shot, take a shot, or I'm going to turn and pass. And you can't play like that because we spill the ball. It's a problem. And speaking of altitude, if a team likes to sit back, that's the stadium you want to do it because that ball flies. You will yeah. fly a ball down to your winger um, if that's your style of play. So, again, that this is not like the days of old filled stadium you know in the, in the middle of the day this is going to be back and forth again that's that's why it's kind of overplayed um but yeah the, they ran out of, out of ideas there wasn't a lot of support um even with the ball uh there were again there were some good things of players picking up uh position and dropping back but um that's one thing it, it's the speed of which you play off another player that they have to do and i think that's why i got so frustrated at point you know points in time because like okay, this guy's by himself. Can anybody add some support so we can get, you know, a play going? So that's the thing is speed, speed of play is what I want to see changed uh, in this match. Definitely. Definitely. I, I agree with you. I think that that's something important that America needs to understand. And uh, like you said, be a little bit more creative, not run out of those ideas and finally, you know, finish a good play in the final third. Your decision-making has to be better. Um but interesting thing to note right there. Uh, we have uh, Antonio who's saying, is Cordoba back? Uh, he will not be back. It looks like the reports are saying that he um, he's not going to be ready in time for tomorrow's matchup. And uh, Roger, too, will not be available as he is suspended because of that yellow card that he picked up against Portland. And so there goes the most creative player that we have on the pitch, right? Alongside Fidalgo. Um, so now the question is, who do we field? I mean, Luis said that the Portland is probably going to play the same starting eleven, with the exception of their center back, who's also suspended yes, for this one. Uh, Zubrich, Zubrich will be yeah. out. I feel he'll be, he'll be replaced with Bill Tuiloma, the New Zealander. Other than that, I think it'll be the same. Definitely. So then, what do we feel out? And AJ, we were talking with Christian in the chat, and this is basically what he said. So we're going with a and net on our fullbacks. We have George and then we have Fuentes on the other side. In that center back partnership, I know people you guys are going to be scared, but it's all we have available. Bruno Valdez and Jordan Silva. Uh, that makes me quiver a little bit because I have no idea how that's going to end up, um, especially with pace. Uh, I mean, you saw what happened against Pumas. That did look. We should have lost that game. I'm just. I'm just gonna flat out put that, and I know we'll talk about it a little bit later. But we should have lost that game against Pumas because there is no way that our defending could be that terrible, and we still won. Look, either way, that is the center back partnership we're gonna go with in the midfield. It's gonna be that trio. Uh, it's gonna be uh, Pedro Aquino, Richard Sanchez, and Fidalgo, and then on the wings we're gonna have Mauro Linus on one side. <sighs> I'm tempted to put in Leo because that's all we have. Oh God, no. But I wouldn't be surprised if you have maybe an Alan Medina play this one because he did one good thing against Pumas. And who knows if that was just good enough for him to start this this game against Portland. I hope not. But, I mean, I, I'll just put Leo just because he's a little bit highly rated on FIFA than, than Alan. And then, of course, on top, you're going to have, uh, surprisingly enough, I think Henry Martin starts this one. I don't think Venus gets to start on this one. I think Henry gets to start. Um, Brian, thoughts on this one? Yeah, I could see that. Um, again, you're running, you're running low on a whole lot of options. The I I, I think that's going to be pretty much what we're going to see. Um, we might, I, I would maybe make a prediction that if things get a little slow, um, I, we might see Naveda, uh, possibly, in my opinion. Um, other than that, I, I, again, that's that's probably your best bet, is what you just said. 
Definitely. And a lot of people are not liking the lineup we just put in at all. But hey, look, it's what we have available to us. And AJ, the only thing that concerns me is that right wing side that I think maybe you can chuck in Gio if you want, but he hasn't even had a licking in quite a while either. So it's like, you know, <laughs> pick, pick, you know, pick, pick your poison at this point. It's like, you know, it's not going to be the best on that right hand side. I feel bad for Mauro because he's going to have to be doing a lot of work on, on, on Wednesday. Uh, but that back line, AJ, talk to me a little bit that one. Make me feel a little bit better. Uh, I don't know. Let me scare you off at first. Fuentes got a yellow card or has a, has a yellow card? If these two get yellow cards at any point, they'll be out if we make it to the next round against Philadelphia Union. And, oh, boy, that will not be fun. Um, Jordan and Bruno. I mean, Bruno, I feel like he's still not 100% yet. He's still trying to get himself to be the Bruno that scored, like, what, seven-something goals for us, like, in that one season. He needs to find that kind of form. Well, in the case, just him being a brick wall. Um, Jordan Siva, I mean, it's only for a loan. So think of this. this After, like, this season and the tournament's done, we'll be going back to where he was at. So there's that. Um, This back line. Shaky. It's shaky. It's scary. We get down the counterattack. It's over. Someone's got to risk themselves with a yell at this point. We're going to stop it as long as it's not in the penalty area. Because knowing... If you get fouled in the penalty area, actually, no, at the same time, because this is a CONCAP Champions League, you can get punched in the penalty area, and that ref will be like, eh, I don't see nothing. Get up. You're fine. So but We got VAR this time, AJ. We got a Mexican VAR. VAR, VAR does nothing, man. It does nothing. We implemented VAR, I'm pretty sure, it's because of the Olympia match, and we still got nothing in that Portland match. 41 fouls and controversial calls. Was VAR ever used at all? No, it was not. I'm pretty sure. Actually, no. That that Bruno foul, you know, like he he got completely destroyed. And then the referee's like, that's a penalty. And I'm like, okay, fine. But I don't know, man. This back line may may it take us to the next round. That's all I can say. May they soak up all that pressure. And I just hope to God that they that Portland doesn't play that long ball game, which I'm pretty sure it's gonna happen regardless. If so, and no matter Father they deal with Pitu Santo, Amen. AJ's done giving us his bendicion, so we'll see if that works out tomorrow. AJ, if that works, you're gonna be doing that all year long. Um, look, it's gonna be interesting. That's that's to say the least, right? I mean, Portland's gonna have their chances, none none the doubt, but I think that's where you're gonna have to fall and rely on Bruno to step up and have a big game, right? I think his experience is gonna have to carry him on this one. Um, and your captain, Ochoa is just gonna have to command and lead that back line like he's never done it before. Um, because he hasn't really had a chance to do it with Jordan and Bruno. So it's going to be interesting to see, you know. Um, He's going to get tested. I have a feeling that he will get tested, but it's the same way. I think, you know, America needs to test Portland's goalkeeper as well. Um, You know, see see where we fall on that aspect. But all right, gentlemen, enough jibber-jabber. Let's talk predictions. Let's talk about tomorrow's matchup. Louie, you are the Portland guest, so I'm going to let you go first. What is your prediction for tomorrow's matchup in the Estadio Azteca? Uh, <laughs> I think I think they're gonna get a couple of juicy counters, and I think they're gonna go up two zero. I think America's gonna come back and get one back, and there's gonna be a lot of nervousness there at the end. Hell, they might even they might even tie it two two. It might they might even get it might even go two two, and there's gonna be a lot of nervousness there. Uh, you know what? I'll go with that. Let's go with two two. I'll say 2-2, two, two. and and with 2-2, with two, two, Portland goes through on away goals. Yeah. Interesting. 2-2. <laughs> two two. All right. Yeah. Okay. AJ, your prediction. 
I'm going 2-1 with America. I, I feel like this clean sheet's not going to happen with this back line. It's not going to happen, but I just say oh, we only concede one goal, and that's that, and America's going to score two. What are you talking about? It happened against Pumas. Why can't it happen again? You never know, all right? My, you never know. <laughs> look, Brian, this man himself, had to sub himself in for Aurora Martinez. Played seven <laughs> minutes, gave the pass to Henry, scored. He's like, my job here is done. I'm going back to Toluca. Don't call me ever again. So <laughs> if we need that Brian magic, put him on at any point. Put on match. the Brian magic. I love it. We're, <laughs> we're trademarking that here. Brian magic. All right, Brian. Well, give us a little bit of that magic. What's your prediction for tomorrow's matchup? Well, the last time I made a prediction, I was way off for the Toluca game. <laughs> so yeah, I think uh, all of us were. We all were. <laughs> I'm not going to make it too confident, but I, I, I think they could squeeze a 1-0. I think America could squeeze a 1-0 on that. Mm-hmm. All right, Brian. Well, you took my prediction there, so I guess I have to go with something a little bit different <laughs> here. Um, I am going to go with a... Uh, I'm going to be adventurous and I'm very nervous saying this, but I'm going 2-0 America. You never know. I think that, you know, if if we can get an early goal and then, you know, force Portland to keep pressing and keep pushing and open up those spaces and America can find another one back and then we just, you know, sub in any and all defenders available, even the U16s at that point and just say, you know what, let's just try to close it off here. Um, I think I, I think that could be a possibility. But but point is, it's going to be a nerve-wracking game. So you guys do not want to miss a second of this. And you guys can have it all covered on our uh, Twitter page, Minute by Minute, as you, we'll be keeping you up to date with everything that happens. Um, so it, it's it's going to be an interesting one. Look, America has all the pressure for not, you know, for, for being the home side, being America. They have to go out there, get the results. And the players know that they want this competition. They want this trophy. And if in order to do so, then you know what? You got to go up against Portland. And, uh, you know, they're not going to be no pushover. So we'll have to wait and see what happens. But uh, anything else to add on, gentlemen? Just no? hope it's uh, controversy-free. <laughs> yes. Yes. Let's hope. Let's hope for controversy-free. But let's be honest, Brian. It never is when it comes to us. It sentences, never is. Sentences that proceed unfortunate events. Context. So many controversial calls happen again. <laughs> exactly. So, uh, we'll, we'll, we'll revert back to this next week then. Uh, oh, but look, yeah. o- yeah. overall. <laughs> I, I, just hope, I just hope my boys can go in and play their game like they always do. I think this is a good moment for it. They're just going to go in and, and do their thing. I Again, I'm, I'm praying for, uh, for Claudia Scheinbaum to, to say that there could be fans in the stadium so I can maybe sort of kind of pray to hopefully see it in person because yeah, this is a game that I mean, if in the nor- under normal times you'd mark on your calendar, like of co- like of, there's no way I'm not going to be there to see this game. Uh, like Portland Timbers, my hometown team against America in the league that I most follow, that I follow most closely now. I mean, there's just so much narrative for me for this game. Like it's so ex- whether I can actually be there or not, I don't think so. But there's so much excitement surrounding this game. I can't wait for it. Definitely, definitely. Well, let's. Uh... Yeah. <laughs> Briefly before we kind of wrap it all things up, Antonio's going. Yep, two two. He's he's seeing that two two draw. He says he's he's more nervous than an MF. And you guys can depict <laughs> from what that is. Louis going with a three nil America victory. Look, Louis comes on after being hiatus for who knows how long, and now he's predicting quite a bold result for America. Uh, Chris saying in Ivan's world, the Tron ever receives a goal, and he still has it in my world, Chris. <laughs> so that that's he's going on a long streak there. Uh, Jose Ramirez saying three one America. Nico two and Henry one. He's saying Nico Benedetti. Comes Nico on. Benedetti. Oh my lord! If this man doesn't get injured while kicking a ball, then yeah, sure. He'll score the two goals, but <laughs> and one last question here going with how many red cards for this game? One for Pedro Aquino. 
Pedro Aquino is going to get it. I'm, I'm counting I wonder, on, I'm I wonder on why. I wonder I'm why. On, I'm counting on my, my mortal enemy, Pedro Aquino, uh, who was famous for getting red cards with a different club. Uh, so he's going to get, <laughs> he's gonna get he's a, one, he's a, he's he's gonna a, get one tomorrow night. <laughs> Yeah, <laughs> he's, a, he's a changed man, like Asambuesa. This man had so many red cards at America when we went to Luca. He's been a good guy ever since. Every time he knows about to get yelled, he's like, I'm a step back. Okay, yeah. <laughs> definitely. All right, and then, well, uh, look, we, we pretty much extended our time, and for us to drag on here and talk, we'll, we'll have to recap the, the, the Pumas game some other time, and we'll have to close out the season another time. I don't want to take up too many time of you guys' day, but I do want to remind. Uh, everyone that today's episode is brought to you guys by foot cult and if you guys haven't done so already make sure you guys uh check out footcult.com use the discount code eep at checkout to get 10 percent off and gentlemen if you guys haven't seen already what happened this weekend boy did we drop something special and just for everyone that's listening right now we have a little something to play for you guys so here is our drop with foot cult history It inspires us. It defines us. It cultivates us to seek new challenges, to face off against adversity, and pushes us to be better than yesterday. History is the embodiment of our culture. That passion, that drive, that greatness. It's not taught. It's embedded into us. History is not just the past, but a foundation for the future. So embrace it and drip your colors. Inspired by history made for greatness. There you guys have it. We have officially dropped a jersey with foot cult and my goodness what a beauty it is aj if i do say so myself there it is on the screen if you guys haven't done so already make sure you guys go check out footcult.com you guys can start pre-ordering it right now aj have you gotten yours already i actually need to go tell my dad about this drop and i'm telling him hey so how many jerseys are we gonna cop for everyone here in new york so i'll be having that talk (laughs) with them but i'm gonna probably pure minds after this episode no, yeah, definitely. Look, we're very excited. And, uh, you know, Brian, we just want to extend our great uh, our gratitude over to you guys over at Foot Call for making this a possibility. This is something that has been in the works for quite some time. Um, and we are definitely excited. And hopefully everyone is as happy with the end result uh, as we are. And if you guys haven't done so already, go check out the drop. Uh, Brian, your thoughts on, the, on, on, this, on this kit? It's a piece of art. So I'm very happy with how it came out. Obviously, trust the process. Um, I think fans are going to love it. Um, again, this is going to be a busy year, and this was one of those those big drops, so I was excited to see it. Definitely. And again, guys, use this gun code EP at checkout to get 10% off this beauty uh, or or this, you know, training yes. kit. Maybe yes. you guys like this better. Whatever you guys like over there, you guys can use it for any and all products. Again, thank you to Foucault for sponsoring today's episode. All right, gentlemen. Any last words before we kind of sign off here and, um, you know, go to sleep and anticipate this game as much as everyone else will be? Uh, just looking at the, at the video and just looking at how full the Azteca was back then, I just hope to just see it be filled up like that just one day for America games. Please, I miss that because <laughs> I've been to the Azteca myself and it just looks depressing from inside. But may that be... Inspiration right there. Maybe someone at America is looking at that and just say, you know, we need to fill the Azteca up like that again one day. I would just love to see that. 
No, yeah, I agree with you. It, uh, you know, definitely need to have the Azteca back with people. But, you know, all with due time. All mm-hmm. with due time. Um, Louis, any last words from from you? Uh, I agree with you, AJ. It's it's uh, it's my favorite place to see a game. Just There's a different feel when you go into that place and see uh-huh. a game than anywhere else in Liga Mickey's. I mean, I have I have multiple favorite places to go see a game in Mexico, but just something about being there, like going to see, especially going to see your team win away there. Mm-hmm. Uh, I have, I have some nice, I have some fun, some fun memories there and I hope it can happen. Well, really, I hope it can happen tomorrow. Probably not, <laughs> but uh, <laughs> as soon as possible for sure. Yeah. And uh, no, it's just been great. It's been great chatting with you guys here, but I don't get to talk about the Timbers that much. It just can't, it can't afford to be my focus that much these days. And I'm grateful for this opportunity where, our teams are clashing and, uh, and I get a chance to talk some timbers because I really, I really do enjoy that. So I'm glad to have the space and this opportunity to do so. And, and thank you for having, having me on and, uh, you know, may the best side win tomorrow. Definitely. And Louis, thank you so much for coming on, uh, giving us your Portland Timbers expertise. Want to give a shout out to you. Want to give a shout out to our friends over at the Morrisonic podcast as well. Those gentlemen really know their Timbers as well. And, uh, you know, they said some very lovely things about us. And, you know, they were great gentlemen. Uh, they were great people when they came on. Well, I know Pete came on, but the, uh, the other co-host wasn't able to. But you know what? They spoke really good things about us. Um, and so we want to just return the favor. And again, may the best team win. Brian, any last words before we sign off? No, just perfect. Uh build up to this game, total question marks, and I got that CONCACAF fever. And where did this man just go? <laughs> <laughs> All right. It, look, this, this mouse sometimes does things that is out of my control. So, uh, you want to go to, you want to go to sleep where he can dream about the match tomorrow. He, he really meant it. <laughs> mm-hmm. Look, I'm ready to go. Look, I'm, I'm, I'm already called off work. I'm hibernating. I'm just, no one talk to me tomorrow. I'm going to be that anxious. Uh, but no, thank you to every single one of you guys that came out today. Uh, you know, to Louie, to Brian, AJ, uh, to everyone out here in the chat. I know our beloved Cowboy was there as well saying use discount code EPI at checkout. You know, Freddie Duran saying I love the ASMR from Ivan in this video. Yeah. Thank you so much. <laughs> uh, I was I was I was half uh, I was half dying with the vaccine when I was recording this. So I was just like, oh, um, so, we, you know, it, it took us a couple of times to Chris Rivera, to Louie, uh, you know, uh, Alex to every single one of us to, to every single one that you guys were out here in the chat. I know we had a special uh, shout out from a, um, a certain stray goat that was on here. He said, uh, can't even find the, the comment anymore, but he said, you know, when AJ, when you, when you referred to the biggest team in CONCACAF, he questioned it. And I, th- I was going to say, we didn't stutter. You know, we're the biggest team in, in CONCACAF that doesn't need a repechaje to enter the Liga. So, <laughs> so that can't is that. my team. Can't be my team. Couldn't be ours yeah. either. Well, Don't worry, we we're, not, we're not. We're not. We wouldn't at you have. Uh, we wouldn't have. But then Mazatlan happened. So <laughs> then there's that. Yeah. Huh? <laughs> All right, and then, I was well, there. We'll, I was there to see it. I was there to see it in person. It was not fun. Oh. <laughs> pain. Right, AJ. Nothing pain, but pain. Suffering, agony. There you go. All right. Well, you guys have a wonderful time. You guys take it easy out there. Um, we'll be back again next week to talk things all America in regards to this Portland game, into regards to the Pumas game, into the Liga. Who are we going to be end up facing? And of course, America has this bye week in order to kind of, you know, gather the thoughts and everything. All right. Then you guys have a wonderful time. Stay safe out there. Um, and as always, wear your masks. We'll see you guys soon. Until next time. Arriba America. Good night. Ladies and gentlemen, this was another production of the Eagle Eye Podcast. The number one source for all things Club America in English. 
Make sure to follow us on Twitter and Instagram at Eagle Eye Podcast and get all the latest news and coverage. And subscribe to our podcast wherever it is you may listen. 